Hello, I'm Kate Chabot. Welcome to an extra edition of the Sitrep podcast. As His Majesty King Charles III is crowned, we hear from someone who's played a significant part in his journey to taking the throne. When the then Prince of Wales served five years in the forces, much of his time was spent as a pilot. But he flew himself to his first day's training at RAF Cranwell, having already learned in a twin-seater chipmunk. His flying instructor was Group Captain Philip Pinney, back then a flight lieutenant. SITREP's James Wharton has been talking to Group Captain Pinney about his part in preparing Charles for the role of Commander-in-Chief. Philip, tell me what the King was like as a pilot. A, a very simple answer to that is he was a very good pilot. Uh, when I started to teach him, or before I did, I took the liberty of going and seeing Group Captain Carol Gordon, who taught uh, the Prince Philip to fly. And I was lucky enough to read through all the um, instructor reports on him and learn what he could do and what he couldn't. Um, and so that gave me a very good introduction to teaching his son, who, of course, was the heir to the throne and required lots of special procedures. Um, and, and really... From the start, he wanted to learn to fly. It gives the royals immense pleasure because when you go solo, it doesn't matter whether you're a royal or you or me, you're in the air and if the engine stops, you're on your own. There's no bodyguard, there's no one else. You've got to solve the problem yourself. And I think all the royals have really enjoyed flying for that reason. Um, and he did very well indeed. And uh, really up to the end, I used to sort of assessment away against his father and I felt very proud of the result. Can you take yourself back to that first day when uh, the Prince Charles arrived for that first lesson with you? How were you feeling ahead of it? Well, I was just a, a normal flight lieutenant at Little Risington Central Flying School doing my job when I was selected for this and uh, Obviously, it was an unusual job, and one was in certain fear and trepidation. Um, but I went up, and I did meet Prince Philip um, beforehand, and then I met uh, Prince Charles, he there was, when he came back from a visit to Malta. Um, when do you want to start flying? Today, please. Well, we didn't let him do that. We kept him for a week until he was going to be down at Goodwood, and we could fly from Maria of Tangmere. Um, how did I feel? Yes, a certain uh, nervousness and so forth, but he, he enjoyed it from the start and, and showed great ability. Um, compared to other pilots um, at university and things, you'll go and fly nonstop for two or three weeks, which is wonderful. Um, when you're the heir to the throne, you have a few other engagements you have to do. So quite often we'd fly for two or three days, then have a gap of a week or two, and then fly again. So his continuity was not as good, but um, whenever we got good continuity, he, he was got wonderful results and he absolutely loved it. They say, when you get airborne, whether you're a royal or not, you're on your own and it's your decisions in your life and you really enjoy it. Tell me a little bit about the chipmunk itself, Philip. What kind of aircraft was that like to be sharing with the now king, you know, who it mustn't have escaped your thoughts, sat in front of you as a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old future king? Well, um, 
I'd only flown the chipmunk once or twice um, before I selected, and then I, I flew with lots of university students and things. It's a single propeller aircraft with a tail wheel, which actually is in many ways more difficult to fly than a jet aircraft because it swings on takeoff and landing and um, requires a bit more finesse. But it's a simple aircraft to fly. You've got a lovely view. You're sitting by yourself there and it is actually very enjoyable. What is it about the aircraft you like so much? Oh, it's nothing. It's just flying is fun. And when you're my vast age, which is now 83, and I get airborne and do an hour's aerobatics and a few circuits, you feel about 21 again. How often do you get the chance to go up there and do those sorts of things these days? About every two or three years. Oh, I try and bribe them to come and for an open display or open day. Last year, we flew a 16-ship formation around the south of England with us being part of it. And uh, what what's fun? Just like a child again. I've just been watching back some Pathé newsreel from the 1960s in which I think it's, I could be wrong, but it looks like it's um, you're walking to the aircraft with the king and you're showing him around and then he climbs in and then you both go go off and you take it for a flight. It, it, it was that one of the earlier occasions. That's right. No, I mean, we did that for the first year. And um, he basically, as did other university students at the time, um, flew for a year with about 80 sorties on the chipmunk, um, leading to the award of what was his preliminary flying badge, which is given to university students when they finish. And he also got a private pilot's license. And and that goes through everything. At the end of that, you can do aerobatics, you can do circuits, force landings, navigate, all of those things, night fly, day fly. And um, then after a year, he moved on to the Bassett, which was twin engine, um, which was deemed to be safer, therefore. Um, an interesting question. Well, did you ever have any hairy moments together when you were in that aircraft? I don't think so. I hope not. It's my job to make sure we didn't. Um, I suppose one of the, the most nervous things in a way for an instructor is, of course, when you send the man solo and uh, you get out. And uh, I had the terrible misfortune that the heir to the throne said to the press a day or two later, oh, my instructor got out and said, you're on your own, mate. I'm quite sure I didn't say that. But uh, nevertheless, whatever words I used, um, it was wonderful. And of course, he flew very well and um, we had no trouble but it, it was a lovely simple aircraft to learn on with very few vices and uh, just very enjoyable he is now the commander-in-chief of the royal air force the royal navy of course is there a line from those early days those first um hours uh, in the aircraft of him you know cutting his teeth as a pilot is there a line that you can enjoy and, and perhaps take a stake in between that and the fact that he is the Commander-in-Chief of the Royal Air Force now? I think at all times, um, yes, of course is the answer, and, and it was a very great honour to be able to take him through. And when I see him on parade, as no doubt at the coronation, he'll be wearing his RAF wings, it gives one immense pride to think, well, we did that. I got great pleasure about three weeks ago when I was at a reception in Windsor when sort of the king comes up, which is the first time I've met him as king, 
and sort of says, oh, hello, Philip, how are you, and so forth. Um, it gives one a certain pride, and I was a very, very lucky person to be given that job. One travelled in places and things that uh, I wouldn't probably have done in a normal career, but it, it was great fun, and I used to go and often do ground school for him in Buckingham Palace if he's got an exam coming up or something, or at Trinity College in Cambridge or at Aberystwyth, wherever it was. One travelled far and wide and um, tried to give him an aircraft whenever he had time free to go flying. And I think it was a huge relief for him. Um, we had many weekends before the investiture where he would come down and stay at Aberporth, which is a little um, Royal Aircraft Establishment base south of Aberystwyth on the coast of Wales. And he would come and spend the whole weekend with us. And we'd fly until he was exhausted. Then we'd do other things. And uh, it was wonderful. And it just gave him peace and quiet, living in a nice service environment. You've got this connection that, you know, for hours of the young prince's life, it was just you two in an aircraft figuring out something, figuring out how to make this aircraft fly. And that's a tremendous bond you must share. It was great fun. And of course, I'm not sure he always enjoyed me having in the back if things went wrong, but they didn't go wrong very often. And uh, of course, unlike most of my students, as we flew around the country, he could look down and he knew more places, I think, than any other student I'd ever seen. So it was very difficult getting him lost because he knew where he was. <laughs> what, what kind of king do you think he's starting to establish himself to be? You know, what do you foresee his reign uh, being characterised by? I think that's a very unfair question, which an RAF group captain or RAF former flight lieutenant should probably not answer. But I'll put it this way. Um, on his 21st birthday party, I sat and thought to myself, um, as I come from New Zealand, um, how many people in the Commonwealth, age 21, would have all the skills, personality, confidence and academic background that he has got. It's amazing. We were both very young in those days. He was 18 when I started, 21 when I finished. Um, and I had all of 10 years on him. Um, and over the years, it's given one some immense pleasure to see all he's done. And all I can say is, uh, God bless the king. May he have a wonderful reign. It was a great honour to be involved with him in his young age. News, discussions and analysis. This is SITREP.